This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. This reading by Kent Fulmer. Time and the Gods by Lord Dunsany. A Legend of the Dawn. When the worlds and all began, the gods were stern and old, and they saw the beginning from under eyebrows hoar with years, all but Inzana their child, who played with the golden ball. Inzana was the child of all the gods, and the law before the beginning, and thereafter, was that all should obey the gods. Yet hither and thither went all Pagana's gods to obey the dawn-child, because she loved to be obeyed. It was dark all over the world, and even in Pagana where dwell the gods. It was dark when the child in Zena, the dawn, first found her golden ball. Then running down the stairway of the gods with tripping feet, Chalcedony, Onyx, Chalcedony, Onyx, step by step, she cast her golden ball across the sky. The golden ball went bounding up the sky, and the dawn child with her flaring hair stood laughing upon the stairway of the gods. And it was day. So gleaming fields below saw the first of all the days that the gods have destined. But towards evening certain mountains afar and aloof conspired together to stand between the world and the golden ball, and to wrap their crags about it, and to shut it from the world. And all the world was darkened with their plot, and the dawn-child up in Pagana cried for her golden ball. Then all the gods came down the stairway right to Pagana's gate to see what ailed the dawn-child, and to ask her why she cried. Then Inzana said that her golden ball had been taken away by mountains, black and ugly, far away from Pagana, all in a world of rocks under the rim of the sky, and she wanted her golden ball, and could not love the dark. Thereat Umborodum, whose hound was the thunder, took his hound in leash and strode away across the sky, after the golden ball, until he came to the mountains afar and aloof. There did the thunder put his nose to the rocks and bay along the valley, and fast at his heels followed Umborodum. And the nearer the hound the thunder came to the golden ball, the louder did he bay. But haughty and silent stood the mountains whose plot had darkened the world. All in the dark among the crags, in a mighty cavern guarded by two twin peaks, at last they found the golden ball for which the dawn-child wept. Then under the world went Umborodum with his thunder panting behind him, and came in the dark before the morning, from underneath the world, and gave the dawn-child back her golden ball. And Inzana laughed, and took it in her hands, and Umborodum went back to Pagana, and at its threshold the thunder went to sleep. Again the dawn-child tossed the golden ball far up into the blue across the sky, and the second morning shone upon the world, on lakes and oceans, and on drops of dew. But as the ball went bounding on its way, the prowling mists and the rain conspired together, and took it, and wrapped it in their tattered cloaks, and carried it away. And through the rents in their garments gleamed the golden ball, but they held it fast, and carried it right away underneath the world. Then on an onyx step Inzana sat down and wept, who could no more be happy without her golden ball. And again the gods were sorry. And the south wind came to tell her tales of most enchanted islands, to whom she listened not, nor yet to the tales of temples in lone lands that the east wind told her, who had stood beside her when she flung her golden ball. But from far away the west wind came with news of three gray travelers wrapped round with battered cloaks that carried away between them a golden ball. Then up leapt the north wind, he who guards the pole, and drew his sword of ice out of his scabbard of snow, 
and sped away along the road that leads across the blue. And in the darkness underneath the world he met the three gray travelers, and rushed upon them and drove them far before him, smiting them with his sword till their gray cloaks streamed with blood. And out of the midst of them, as they fled with flapping cloaks all red and gray and tattered, he leapt up with the golden ball and gave it to the dawn-child. Again Inzana tossed the ball into the sky, making the third day, and up and up it went, and fell towards the fields, and as Inzana stooped to pick it up, she suddenly heard the singing of all the birds that were. All the birds in the world were singing all together, and also all the streams, and Inzana sat and listened and thought of no golden ball, nor ever of Chalcedony and Onyx, nor of all her fathers the gods, but only of all the birds. Then in the woods and meadows where they had all suddenly sung, they suddenly ceased, and Inzana, looking up, found that her ball was lost, and all alone in the stillness one owl laughed. When the gods heard Inzana crying for her ball, they clustered together on the threshold and peered into the dark, but saw no golden ball, and leaping forward they cried out to the bat as he passed up and down, "'Bat, thou seest all things. Where is the golden ball?' And though the bat answered, none heard. And none of the winds had seen it, nor any of the birds. And there were only the eyes of the gods in the darkness peering for the golden ball. Then said the gods, Thou hast lost thy golden ball. And they made her a moon of silver to roll about the sky. And the child cried and threw it upon the stairway, and chipped and broke its edges, and asked for the golden ball. And Limpain Tung the lord of music, who was the least of all the gods, because the child cried still for her golden ball, stole out of Pagana and crept across the sky, and found the birds of all the world sitting in trees and ivy. And, whispering in the dark, he asked them one by one for news of the golden ball. Some had last seen it on a neighboring hill, and others in trees, though none knew where it was. A heron had seen it lying in a pond, but a wild duck in some reeds had seen it last as she came home across the hills, and then it was rolling very far away. At last the cock cried out that he had seen it lying beneath the world. There Limpang Tung sought it, and the cock called to him through the darkness as he went, until at last he found the golden ball. Then Limpang Tung went up into Pagana and gave it to the dawn-child who played with the moon no more. And the cock and all of his tribe cried out, we found it! We found the golden ball! Again, Inzana tossed the ball afar, laughing with joy to see it. Her hands stretched upwards, her golden hair afloat, and carefully she watched it as it fell. But alas, it fell with a splash into the great sea, and gleamed and shimmered as it fell till the waters became dark above it, and could be seen no more. And a man on the world said, How the dew has fallen! and how the mist set in with the breezes from the streams. But the dew was the tears of the dawn-child, and the mists were her sighs, as she said, There will no more come a time when I play with my ball again, for now it is lost forever. And the gods tried to comfort Inzana as she played with her silver moon, but she would not hear them, and went in tears to Slid, where he played with gleaming sails, and in his mighty treasury turned over gems and pearls and lorded it over the sea. And she said, O oh, Slid, whose soul is in the sea, bring back my golden ball. And Slid stood up swarthy and clad in seaweed, and mightily dived from the last Chalcedony step out of Pagana's threshold straight into the ocean. 
There on the sand, among the battered navies of the Nautilus and broken weapons of the swordfish hidden by dark water, he found the golden ball. And coming up in the night, all green and dripping, he carried it gleaming to the stairway of the gods and brought it back to Inzana from the sea. And out of the hands of Slid she took it and tossed it far and wide over his sails and sea. And far away it shone on lands that knew not Slid, till it came to its zenith and dropped towards the world. But ere it fell, the eclipse dashed out from his hiding place and rushed at the golden ball and seized it in his jaws. When Inzana saw the eclipse bearing her plaything away, she cried aloud to the thunder, who burst from Pagana and fell howling upon the throat of the eclipse, who dropped the golden ball and let it fall towards earth. But the black mountains disguised themselves with snow, and as the golden ball fell down towards them, they turned their peaks to ruby crimson, and their lakes to sapphires gleaming amongst silver, and Inzana saw a jeweled casket into which her plaything fell. But when she stooped to pick it up again, she found no jeweled casket with rubies, silver, or sapphires, but only wicked mountains disguised in snow that had trapped her golden ball. And then she cried because there was none to find it, for the thunder was far away chasing the eclipse, and all the gods lamented when they saw her sorrow. And Limpang Tung, who was the least of all the gods, was yet the saddest at the dawn child's grief. And when the gods said, Play with your silver moon! He stepped lightly from the rest, and coming down the stairway of the gods playing an instrument of music, went out towards the world to find the golden ball, because Inzana wept. And into the world he went, till he came to the nether cliffs that stand by the inner mountains in the soul and heart of the earth, where the earthquake dwelleth alone, asleep but astir as he sleeps, breathing and moving his legs and grunting aloud in the dark. Then in the ear of the earthquake, Limpang Tung, said a word that only the gods may say. And the earthquake started to his feet and flung the cave away, the cave wherein he slept between the cliffs, and shook himself and went galloping abroad and overturned the mountains that hid the golden ball, and bit the earth beneath them and hurled their crags about, and covered himself with rocks and fallen hills, and went back ravening and growling into the soul of the earth, and there lay down and slept again for a hundred years. And the golden ball rolled free, passing under the shattered earth, and so rolled back to Pagana. And Limpang Tung came home to the onyx steppe, and took the Don Child by the hand, and told not what he had done, but said it was the earthquake, and went away to sit at the feet of the gods. But Inzana went and patted the earthquake on the head, for she said it was dark and lonely in the soul of the earth. Thereafter, returning step by step, Chalcedony, Onyx, Chalcedony, Onyx, up the stairway of the gods, she cast again her golden ball from the threshold afar into the blue to gladden the world and the sky, and laughed to see it go. And far away, Tragul, upon the utter rim, turned a page that was numbered six in a cipher that none might read. And as the golden ball went through the sky to gleam on lands and cities, there came the fog towards it, stooping as he walked with his dark brown cloak about him, and behind him slunk the night. And as the golden ball rolled past the fog, suddenly night snarled and sprang upon it, and carried it away. Hastily Inzana gathered the gods, and said, The night hath seized my golden ball, and no god alone can find it now, for none can say how far the night may roam who prowls all around us and out beyond the worlds. 
At the entreaty of their dawn child, all the gods made themselves stars for torches, and far away through all the sky followed the tracks of night as far as he prowled abroad. And at one time slid with the Pleiades in his hand came nigh to the golden ball, and at another Johannath Lahay, holding Orion for a torch, but lastly Limpang Tung, bearing the morning star, found the golden ball far away under the world near the lair of night. And all the gods together seized the ball, and night, turning, smote out the torches of the gods, and thereafter slunk away. And all the gods in triumph marched up the gleaming stairway of the gods, all praising little Limpang Tung, who through the chase had followed night so close in search of the golden ball. Then far below on the world a human child cried out to the dawn child for the golden ball, and Inzana ceased from her play that illuminated the world and sky, and cast the ball from the threshold of the gods to the little human child that played in the fields below, and would one day die. And the child played all day long with the golden ball down in the little fields where the humans lived, and went to bed at evening and put it beneath his pillow, and went to sleep. And no one worked in all the world because the child was playing. And the light of the golden ball streamed up from under the pillow, and out through the half-shut door, and shone in the western sky. And Johannath Lahay, in the night time, tiptoed into the room, and took the ball gently, for he was a god, away from under the pillow, and brought it back to the dawn child, to gleam on an onyx step. But some day night shall seize the golden ball, and carry it right away, and drag it down to his lair, and Slid shall dive from the threshold into the sea, to see if it be there, and coming up when the fishermen draw their nets, shall not find it, nor yet discover it among the sails. Limpang Tung shall seek it among the birds, and shall find it not when the cock is mute. And up the valley shall go Amborodum, to seek among the crags, and the hound, the thunder, shall chase the eclipse, and all the gods go seeking with their stars, but never find the ball. And men no longer having light of the golden ball, shall pray to the gods no more, who having no worship shall be no more the gods. These things be hidden even from the gods. This ends chapter 3.